0: So, we've been talking about, um, well, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. So, I was so touched by the part that um, the first Aunt Viv and Will um, uh, came back together and everything like that, and it actually brought me to tears that um, them coming together and discussing the... Issues that had happened and what led up to them breaking apart and bashing one another and people right. that have known that story probably will see it because you know Aunt Viv she wasn't shy about her disdain about <laughs> her disdain about <laughs> Will Smith and neither. Yeah. and Will Smith he didn't say much he just said certain little things that probably just kind of digged at her or whatever. But watching that moment, anybody that hasn't watched that moment, watch that moment. Because it's, like, so powerful. It was, like, five, ten minutes, maybe. Um. So I wanted to come together with my brother, too. Yes, sir. And just, you know, talk about, you know, making amends. Yes. Especially amongst our people. Like, I feel like it was a powerful tool. It is a powerful tool to see somebody visibly. They could say somebody was trying to get pressed. I think it's just... it. I think people misread like when something needs to happen visibly and because that can lead a nation of change and all that with people that's trying to live in conflict and everything like that or whatever but that for the both of them you know to get over themselves and be able to come together and just have a conversation and just be able to see themselves in their error especially Will, like being a black man and we, sometimes in the black, in our culture, I believe, we want to blame. We want to take some of the responsibility, but we don't want to take all of it. Well. But then, we want to, you know, blame, well, you could (laughs) have, but you, you know, like, you got to take all of that and whatever and the way that conversation was handled. So, I just wanted to kind of open that up and, you know. you, you,
1: You touched on something that I, um, Discuss with people in counseling all the time. Mm -hmm. um, The the halfway apology, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. people are really good at half apologies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the let me say I'm sorry while defending my actions at the exact same time, which is not truly an apology, because a true apology you have to take ownership and you have to be willing to humble yourself. Yes, you know, and I think one of the biggest issues that we have unfortunately it it may be a little cultural is to be very defensive and very protective even in a moment where you're supposed to be humbling yourself for forgiveness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like I want to tell you I'm sorry but I don't want you to think you're walking over me Mm -hmm. or I don't want you to think you one up me or I don't want you to think I'm to give the terminology. I don't want you to think I'm no punk, right? You know yeah. what I mean. Right. So let me put this in a, in a way where I can still save face. Yeah. So I'm sorry I did that, <laughs> and then here it comes. But, but. <laughs> but. Right. right, and what I, I remember one thing I learned in in, in class, which I, I remember using it once when I preached. The word "but" is a transitional word. Yeah, yeah. You have to remember. Yeah. Even in biblical premise, right? Mm-hmm. Was lost, but mm-hmm. now I'm found. Mm-hmm. Was blind, but now I see. I see. When you see the word but in the sentence, it transitions mm-hmm. from what we were talking about
0: mm-hmm.
1: to something else. Mm-hmm. So if I'm apologizing and then I say but, I am transitioning from the apology mm-hmm. to now my explanation. Yeah, You know, I, I always say to people, um, explanations are not excuses but they are still essential yes yes explaining to me why you did what you did can help me very much towards the healing process mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I excuse what you did right but at least now that I understand what happened now we can start discussing the healing and what I thought was extremely powerful about the thing with Will well first of all uh, uh, nothing but props for yes. the, the transparency that Will showed mm-hmm. Um, the the humility it took Mm-hmm. And the absence of of trying to be, like, so self-protective and, you know, to be really vulnerable yes. and put himself out there for all of us to see. I mean, the man is crying at one point. here, yeah. Like, literally, this is an emotional moment. Yes. And there's almost kind of a self-condemning moment mm-hmm. because he really put out there, like, yo, I was wrong. Yeah. I was totally at fault. Yeah. I give him so much props for that. Mm-hmm. Um but what I what I loved about what he did mm-hmm. was that he did not try to stop her mm-hmm. when she was coming at him. That's what I was, was in my he, mind. Yes, yeah. He didn't. Deep. He didn't try to stop her mm-hmm. when she was coming. He let her completely finish her truth. Yes. And I think that's where we have a problem. Yes perception of what happened is the other person's truth yes yes you don't have a right to tell me what my truth was (laughs) perception of what i felt happened is my honest truth yeah your perception is your truth yeah my perception is my truth yeah let me finish telling you my truth yeah so that you understand where we're at and why we're in this moment yes and if you don't do that then, how can we really go forward
0: right because it's know? like you 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 were right where I was about to kind of come back with you with uh-huh. and you had started for me because it was like um because that is a lost art, staying quiet when you're receiving mm-hmm. that information, staying quiet, and then sometimes it will tear you up, and then in your reflection of others it's something different when you don't realize you're doing something or whatever right. when you're intentionally doing it or whatever and then they're both, there's a backstory for them both right. like how that person has perceived what you have done to be more and then I think it, did, it did, did a little bit of both with their story where it's like intentionally trying but didn't know his words would have power and then right. her, you know, having her moments you know, at home and stuff like that right. and how it was affecting her and then you know, trying to You know, defend her name and all of that. And so it was an interesting thing of being like, because it was, it didn't, I didn't have trouble, but she was like, you ruined me. And I was like, okay. I had to be like, okay on that moment. And I'm like, that's interesting because I have a different take on somebody's choice to be ruined. And so then I'm like, but then no, it's like, no, that's her truth. Like you said, like that was her, that was her truth in that moment because she didn't see it no other way but then the evolution of the conversation involved if you have people have to watch this because the the body language got softer like it was like it was soft in the beginning it was just like you know they embraced and then you know just kind of opened up they didn't place them there you didn't see like anger because really truly when somebody's holding something they don't want to hold it they don't want to hold it and then a lot of times and I've realized there are some people that do want to hold it, to have something that actually is there for them to be the way that they are. And it's like, no, you know, the choice was initially, I'm going to go into this, because what happens sometimes, I'm sorry, and I'll give it. It's okay with yeah. Some What happens sometimes is people have that opportunity of a situation but then they don't open their mouths right they don't open the mouth to be like exactly what they said she did some good harsh stuff that she had right. to say so she never has to say it again you, that is pertinent you know what you you started today off with talking about
1: people needing to be comfortable enough with it to somebody i love you mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, yes I found one of the most powerful conversations I ever had with Pastor Giddens uh-huh. was when he sat me and my wife down, which was pre-marital counseling, and he explained to us what love was. And I, I'll never forget that. He he asked us, and it was like, you know, so you two are intelligent people, right? And that was, that was the setup right there, because now <laughs> you're thinking like you got to come with something deep after he done told you that, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, um, well tell me what love is and we kind of put our heads together and then we came back with some like deaf poetry you know like get what love is you know this feeling of you know I can hear people snapping in the The background background, like yeah yeah we came with the deepness right (laughs) and after that five ten minute answer he looked at us and was like no wrong Uh -uh." and we're like what like that was good stuff like what do you mean no and it was such a simple response love is a choice Love is literally a choice. Yeah. Like all these other emotions factor into your choice. But love, true love, which is in spite of, not just because of, is really a choice. Yeah. And when you've got people who really love each other, which clearly the two of them did, who knows what their relationship was prior to that clash? Right but clearly they had a choice of loving each other they had made
0: mm-hmm.
1: prior to that clash mm-hmm. and it showed to me so much in that moment when you when i remember when you and i were watching them embrace in the beginning yeah that hug said so much yeah about how they truly felt about each other yeah. mm-hmm. all the bad words all the press moments and all the you know back and forth bickering But when they got in each other's presence right right you could see yeah that hug was such an unleash Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I think one of our biggest issues is that we have we have devalued just how big a deal choosing to love is Uh, uh, uh. when you choose to love it will allow you to have space to deal with with other things I can deal with our disagreements I can deal with our imperfections I can deal with our bad moments I can deal with our bad choices I can deal with our negative history mm-hmm. I can deal with all that Because the foundation Is going to be love mm-hmm. And the table that we're going to bring this to Is going to be love Yes. yes. And when you have that God being love yes. When you have that Then we're able to bring it somewhere Where we can really unhash it and I can feel comfortable enough yeah. to do like uh, Aunt Viv did <laughs> and pretty much tell you raw, uncut, wow. unedited how you made me feel. Right. But you know it's not coming from a place of hate. No. So you can take it in for what it is, knowing that
0: it's not attacking words. Right. It's just me being open with you and being honest. Yeah, because usually yeah. extreme conflict comes from extreme love. There you go. You and gotta care. Extreme love and yes. care. Yes. You have to care for that person for that thing to carry on exactly. that long. Exactly. And I always tell people there is a backstory to oh, everything. Yes. Okay, oh, like yes. if you're treating me bad, that's why I always if I'm at, you know, the store or something and I get somebody that's rude mm-hmm. or anybody that's trying to like treat me bad, my first question is always, Are you okay? You know, mm-hmm. are you okay? Because I feel like I'm not going to get mad at you because you're mad or I'm not going to get mad, you know, at you're mad or whatever. But I am going to ask you, are you okay? Because I want to know what the backstory is. Yeah. Like what is your backstory? And they're always, no matter what, what people will always deny, especially people of color
1: will oh. deny
0: the backstory. <laughs> like what happened today? Right. What happened? And a lot of times we'll keep that all in and then all that trash Builds up and then it just comes out of your mouth to somebody that didn't even deserve right. it right. or energy or stuff that had built up. And probably in their situation, there was different instances of stuff that was not verbalized because then now you don't trust the excuse me, the situation that you're in and everything right. like that to be able to share it with anybody. So then you keep it to yourself or you tell people that are not even relevant to the situation and yeah. all of that. And so it just it, it it's crazy how that would actually come out that's why I love the power of just knowing that you know if somebody treats me bad or if I know that I can check myself before I'm about to treat somebody bad mm-hmm. or if there was something that I didn't deliberately do or whatever I have to I can research my mind and research where I was and research my heart to know you know okay okay and I can be quiet because I had a problem a lot of times probably with cutting people off and trying to explain myself <laughs> right. or whatever in the midst of their trying to, you know, voice. I got that from Ayala. Like she was like, <laughs> My truth is my truth. Like, beloved. Beloved. My love beloved. My beloved. Jesus, beloved. <laughs> I bet church for me, Ayonla Dan. But but No I, beloved. <laughs> She kills it though. Um, She does. But the points that come, that point that came out was like your truth is your truth. It may not be the truth. It just is like that person's truth and how they received it. And I started to not deny how people started to make me feel, even in especially in this year, as far as Um, like you know when it comes down to. There's another powerful show called This Is Us. Um that I yeah, watched. My wife loves that oh, show. Oh, I love that yeah. show. Oh my god, yeah. talk to her about it. But yeah. then yeah, there was a it. statement that he that the black character and that the black character in there, he is a a triplet. He's a black a black character of with two white siblings. Mm-hmm. He was dropped off, you know, at at the hospital and all that and they had lost already lost their third baby. They she was supposed to have three babies, one of the babies died. They in only life. had two. So the baby was brought in and then the father embraced, you know, him as his son. They took the baby home and all of that. And then that that was that was that. But then, like this year, the season started off with him trying to figure out because of everything. They kind of brought the world into that show, like the, all the George Floyd situation and everything like mm-hmm. that. So then, like he made a statement of being like, I I'm tired. Like I'm tired of rectifying and not fully accepting how I feel or taking into account how I feel and not verbalizing that I'm tired of that you know because I've been one to try to make you feel better for what you did to me right and all of that and it was something to something to that respect and then but I was like and because a lot of times I'll be like oh so it's okay no it's not okay sometimes you got to rectify that because that thing will show up again yes it will with that person or with someone else and yes, then it now will. it's built up and hiding it because you never dealt with it you never dealt with that issue with yourself because mainly it comes from you like okay the circumstances you know that necessarily maybe you didn't ask for or whatever right. that presented who you are now but then you allowed it and they're like no I don't like that you did that, and I've learned that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like that you did that. I don't yeah. like that this and, this and that because then it won't go to a below, you know, a situation or whatever. And and we all have it. We at least have one situation like I have it in my heart, like today, right. that paid me accountable to a couple of situations where I'm not. I, I, it wasn't like intense, intense like that, but it's like, right. I, I can, I can resolve that. <laughs> yeah, I can resolve I, that. I now. think,
1: I think we're in that position way more often than we want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people um, who, who are not necessarily toxic people um, try to avoid confrontation as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, people who are very comfortable with confrontation normally are comfortable because there's a negative thing that they like being a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of us who are not toxic people by nature we try to avoid confrontation, especially with people who we particularly care for, yeah. care about, and are close to. And we're, we're afraid of risking the loss of that relationship or the damage of that relationship by having the conversation go too far to the left. Yeah. You know, I always say to couples, um, when you're about to start certain conversations that you know are going to be negative, ask yourself if this goes too far. Am I prepared for that? Right. And would it be necessary? Right. Because there is always the possibility all right. that you open up this box and now you can't close it. Right. And you may say or do something mm-hmm. that you regret. And once you have said it, once you put it out there, I can't take it back. Right. That doesn't mean that you don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. It just means you have to be more accountable for your words and learn how to express yourself without being venomous. Mm -hmm. and without being counter punching Mm -hmm. but without look we just want to talk about this Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be open with you and I'm going to listen while you talk and I need you to listen while I talk and then we are going to work on this together not work on this at each other Yeah, you know like we're going to fight for each other not fight with each other and then you're able to communicate on a different level but I, I, I think what was really um empowering watching that um for I, I I think I would recommend seeing that not just for family dynamic, but for all relationship yes, dynamic. Yes, yes. To, to see, I think sometimes, you know, we say stuff for so long that we think it is correct just because it's been said forever. hmm And there's an old saying that says, "Um, you know, there's he say and she say and somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. is the truth. hmm But it implies that, that he say and the she say are lies. Mm-hmm. And as we were just saying, that's not the reality. The he say and the she say are their honest perspectives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is my truth. Mm -hmm. Now, my truth based on my perspective may not be 100% correct. Mm -hmm. The way I'm viewing things, like the way Will was viewing her hatred towards him, was based off of him as a, what did he say, he was 19 years old or 21 years years old, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So this 21-year-old kid with no real grown-up responsibilities, but in this grown-up world... Right. ...didn't understand that this woman was dealing with so much. Yeah. And also didn't understand that even though you may be the star of this show, me being your senior, me being a trained thespian... Yeah. ...me being an accomplished actress... Yeah. ...felt like, yo, there should be some level of respect that right. you give me. Right, right, right. What I found interesting was... In the in the other parts of the show, the snippet, other parts that I saw, mm-hmm. when he talks about um, the one that played uh, the uncle, what's his name again? James Avery. Right. Mm-hmm. He talks about wanting to gain his respect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how important that was to him. Yes. Yes. That's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I think lots of times, as young men, mm-hmm. we feel that way about the men yeah. Yeah. who we idolize. Yeah. And we don't think about the women yeah. in our lives feeling the same way. Yeah. Deserving the same level of respect. Deserving the same level of adornment. Yeah, You know what I mean? To respect their accomplishments, their position. You know, I find that sometimes we don't see that necessity where it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big part of their conflict and when she brought that up, I thought to myself, I can imagine how she may have felt. Right. You know, remember that was during the era where there was starting to be like the, the new influx of rappers becoming these big actors. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that was Poole the J, new thing. Yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Yeah. Ice-T, yeah. ice Cube. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember even Samuel Jackson made a negative comment about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to school. Mm-hmm. I studied, mm-hmm. I had to pay my dues acting on these play stages and mm-hmm. all this stuff mm-hmm. to get these opportunities. Yeah. You record a record and next thing you know, Hollywood is putting you in a picture. Yeah. And so I could imagine that people of her level of accomplishment. Yeah. Being your senior, being, you know, documented, I've done all this studying and got all these degrees and yeah. got all this resume. Yeah.
0: And you talking to me like, we're equal, like I'm a kid. Yeah, it was funny that, like, it was a crazy situation where she was like, and I'm sensitive to that, where people attacked her. Mm -hmm. Because she had, she had, but then in a way, like, if you hear what, um, what she was saying all the while, that you're a powerful man, and what you said had weight. Yes. And that's, that's in a sense, a compliment, but then it's like, what did you do with that weight? what did you do with that power? Yeah. And then I'm like, wow. Like, and, and, and that is the thing to keep in, especially for men. Yes. Like, us being the, because no matter what, no matter how, you know, you know, women, women will serve, because if women have power, women are powerful, but we are named the head. Mm-hmm. We are, we set the tone. So then, what we do, no matter our age, is going to affect our surroundings. Yeah. And right. I always tell men that, I don't know, I don't know why a lot of times, you know, men, when they're in marital situations, I have my friends that <laughs> I have to remind them of right. their place. Like you set the tone, which right. you did set the tone for her, no matter as much as she want to admit and not admit mm-hmm. or whatever, you set the tone. No, no matter what. So it's, right. it's an amazing, you know, epiphany. And I'm so grateful to God. Like I was like, I was so grateful for God they had that moment. Anybody that has that moment yeah. that was to be able to kind of go and just be quiet and just be able to, and then just open your mouth and then just be quiet. And she even had her, was at the end, it was like, I'm sorry for all I said. And that was just so amazing to me. Man. It wasn't all a victim situation, but it could have been seen that way because right. he didn't get it till the end. He right. didn't get that apology until the end. And he may have wanted it earlier, and that's the conflict. Sometimes with are like, "Well, I, you did me wrong too, or whatever." But then I, I had a thought in the midst of you, you speaking, and I'm just about like something that you said triggered the thought of what is the goal here? You right. know, what is the goal? Is it to have peace or for to be right yes. or to yes. to to what oh, is the goal? Oh, now you, oh, now you opened up a moment right when you said
1: that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. (laughs) Yeah, man. Let me tell you. I I cannot count how many times I have had to say that to couples. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet. You you need to figure out whether it's more important to you to be right or to get it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Way too often, we're fighting about trying to prove that we're right, Mm -hmm. missing the importance of getting it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a moment where the two of them put getting it right way more important over that mm-hmm. than proving that I was right you know cuz there's so many things that either one of them could have said um, in trying to defend their position
0: mm-hmm.
1: and defending their actions and in doing that you would have interrupted this process mm-hmm. and the process was about getting it right
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but if you just wanted to be right I could have pictured will saying well, you were the adult. Yeah, I was a child. Yeah, You should have had more mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. I could picture her saying, yeah, but you were the star. Yeah, And you were my, you know, you were a child to me. Mm-hmm. And you should have stayed in your place with how you addressed me or how you talked to me. Mm-hmm. I could picture them finding ways to jab back at each other. Right. To defend yourself. Mm-hmm. If you just wanted to say, okay, I'm apologizing, but you were the cause. Yeah. But neither one of them did that. No. They both took a position of like, you know what? I'm going to let this play all the way out. Yeah. Because it's more about us getting this thing right, mm-hmm. getting to the finish line so that we can start moving forward and healing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you when you say that, like, what is our end game here? What mm-hmm. is the goal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think way too often in the family dynamic when we get into these conversations, whether it's siblings, whether it's parental, Mm -hmm. whether it's spousal, we get into these conversations about differences, and we're so focused on debate, Mm -hmm. which is about winning, Mm -hmm. debate form conversation to resolve a problem is the worst, Mm -hmm. because in a debate, we are not listening to understand, we're listening to respond, Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I just want to hear what you're going to (laughs) say, so I know what to say back, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to understand you but when we listen to understand each other, yeah, the, the moment where, and I don't want to be a spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched I mean, it yet. Yeah. yeah, but the, the moment when she's talking about um, her son yeah. being, infect, being affected mm-hmm. by what happened and yeah. how people were, you know, doing things to her and doing things to her son and and he starts to cry. Mm. That is clearly somebody listening to understand you. Yeah. That person has envisioned in that moment what you were going through. That person is literally seeing it now and seeing your truth right in front of them. Yes. And when you see that, it's almost impossible. You know, one of my, fa- one of my favorite movies is um, A Time to Kill. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. It's one of those movies that I love, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, Like I can't deal with the emotion of (laughs) the end of it. Yeah. It's one of those movies. I I just, I love it, but I I don't want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite parts is the part where he explains to his attorney Mm -hmm. that I didn't hire you because you're different.
0: Mm
1: I hired you because you're one of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now
1: you go in there and tell them what you would need to send me home. And when he broke it down for the jury mm. and explained what happened to this little girl and made them start to envision this girl yes, yes. and picture her, see all the damage that was done, and now picture her as white. In other yeah, words, yeah. picture her as yours. Yeah, yeah. Make this connection. Yeah. And then you see the jurors start to open their eyes and they're crying. And it's, yeah. it's like, now y'all been sitting here for days, on top of days, yeah. hearing this story. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't until I made you connected to you yes. that you finally broke down and cried. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between when we're listening to hear and understand and when we're listening to respond.
0: Yeah. yeah, And that was... I hope you enjoyed that and you will continue on our conversation series for next time with Simple Talk. Have a blessed day.